0: Welcome to Episode 105 on The Herpreneur Show. Today we have Polly Alexander, the creator of Money Beautifully. Welcome to The Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovic. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum, and I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world-class education that helps you continue to up-level your next stage in greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. past four weeks, I noticed there is a little bit of a theme happening with Herpreneur Show. (laughs) Everything's around money at the moment. My goodness, it must be the information that you're needing right now because it's the people that are coming to us. Last week's episode, we had how to sell via messenger. Then we had Jennifer Love, who is the money therapist. Then before that, three reasons why you'll lose a sale. And today we have Polly Alexander, who is the CEO and creator of Money Beautiful. So I'm going to believe in the frequency is what you are needing to hear and we are delivering. So today we have Polly Alexander. She is the creator of Money Beautifully. What I love about this interview is... We dive in deep with her story and I tell you what's really interesting. Your best coaches are always the ones that have gone through what their clients are going through now. And Polly shares a story about when she really hits rock bottom and everything, and I mean everything, in her life fell apart. Then we come out the other side of the interview and we tap into the most amazing golden nuggets. I actually have chills thinking about some of the stuff she actually shares with you. Now, not that you will notice, but there was a lot of interference in this interview. The interview actually went for about 50 minutes But I noticed when I have people that really tap into some power greater than themselves, there is always an interference on the line. And I tell you what, she was like really just tapping into something crazy. Some of the messages that she gives you, near the second half of the interview is incredible. She talks about how there's really 12 to 15 different types of money blocks. She actually shares two hacks to help you move through a couple of them. We dive in deep with some of the limiting beliefs that are being created right now from COVID and it's a global thing that's happening. And and getting you to think about what energy is taking up your real estate, what is being wasted energy at the moment and how to shift it. There's so much good conversations going on in this second half to really help you learn. And I truly hope that you get a couple of aha moments in this interview today. So before I bring Polly on, I just wanted to give her the cahoots. She's a certified master coach and intuitive healer. She has a degree in psychology and she brings all that together to help clear money blocks. Her superpower is to be able to blend all these in to create an extensive transformation. She's been an entrepreneur for 15 years, first started as a photographer. And you're going to hear more about that story. Let me introduce you to Polly Alexander. Welcome ladies. If you find that you have just some ups and downs when it comes to your business financially, or let's just say in life, let's just say that you always get money and then it just seems to just slip away, or you always just find there's this just dis- energy around it where you feel like you're blocking really what you're available to have in this world. Well, I have the lady for you. Welcome to the show, Polly. It's so great to have you on the show today.
1: Thank you, Annette. I'm super excited to be here today talking about one of my favorite subjects and with someone else who's got such awesome energy. So I know it's going to be a great conversation. Oh, fantastic. Well, I would love to start, which I always do, is where
0: are you in this beautiful planet? Where are you right now?
1: Mm, I've got to say, I feel so blessed. Um, I manifest my dream home during the pandemic this year and moved in, moved countries. So I'm actually in a place called Ibiza in Spain, oh. in the Balearic <laughs> Islands. Beautiful. Now I've
0: seen on your bio that you moved between Ibiza, London and LA. So what made you choose
1: Ibiza as your home? Honestly, right now I'm just grounded. So I've been like a digital nomad for the last five years, moving between different places. And then I was in LA at the end of uh, hosting an event in March, and then this all erupted. So I was actually in the middle of purchasing a house out here as to kind of have a six month a year base. And the universe just accelerated my plans and was like, actually, you're going to need this now. (laughs) You're going to need to stay in one place for a while. So this is a place that. I just fell in love with 25 years ago. Manifest my dream home here, second home. Mm -hmm. And split up with my partner, lost my home, had to rebuild everything again. Um, But it was still my dream. It was always my dream all along. So I grew my business Um, single-handedly. And then I managed to get to a point where I could buy this place all through what I've created through my business. So I'm super, super excited.
0: Well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about money because you've got such an interesting bio with who you are, where All these things seem to integrate where you've got this, you know, you've got the paper on, you know, you've got the psychology, but then I see you also do this intuitive work as well and energy clearing. And so it would make you such a beautiful therapist because you've got like sort of both sides of the world, uh, you know, both sides of the the equation to really help create like a massive breakthrough. And I think this is what's really important. We talk about entrepreneurship as well because there's so much out there now. So we've coaches, business coaches, and someone might say, you know, what makes me different? And it's, it's the things that you've done all the way beforehand that makes you that incredible different coach to who you are today. And that's what I see with you. It's like you've got this, the, the bachelor of psychology, and then you've got this intuitive side of it as well. So let's talk about the intuitive side of it. How did that come about? How do you do the energy clearing?
1: And I want to dive in deep about money blocks. Yeah. Amazing. Well, this was an unexpected journey, the energy piece. Um, I trained as a Reiki healer in my mid-twenties. Just, I loved studying. I studied loads of things, bell ringing, oh, yeah. screen printing, like obscure things. So you were drawn to but, it though, um, Yeah. That just shows that you, to, yeah. But I didn't want to do it as a, for a living. I just never felt called cool to start practicing. Like many people that study things over the years, we do them as hobbies, but we never, we have the mindset, oh, I couldn't charge for that or I couldn't possibly make a business from that. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I sort of had this big falling apart in my life in my late 30s when everything kind of ground to a halt like in every area of my life. And it's really, that was the pivotal point for taking my personal development much more seriously. So I've been dabbling in yoga retreats, in Reiki, and these dabbling in these things over the years. And they were interests and hobbies. But it was only when everything, literally the rug got pulled from under me that I, then I had to lean in a much bigger way. So I would say that's what about seven, eight years ago is when my mindset and my inner work really became like a, yeah. Big focus. Yeah. You got the um, test, right? You
0: got the universal test. It's like our greatest challenges turn into, you know, our greatest gifts. Um it's yeah. So what happened back then? You said you got the rug pulled under you and I heard you talk about you had a house before. Was this all in that time?
1: Yeah. So I sort of got I was running a photography business in my 30s. I had a career change from corporate where I used to work in media planning and media buying and then I set up my photography business, doing what I loved. I thought, this is as good as it gets. Like, don't go after the money. You're lucky. You're lucky to be doing what you love. That's the compromise you make. Me and my partner at the time, we bought a second home in Ibiza, came out here. And then literally the day I arrived, everything started changing. It was like dominoes knocked down. So um, my partner said he'd never get married. He proposed the day we arrived. So I was sort of in shock about that you know excited but also a bit confused and a bit overwhelmed and then within six months my mother died suddenly um, of an undiagnosed cancer she was diagnosed one morning she died that morning I never got to see her from since I moved abroad then my father got cancer then I got really ill um, I had an eye injury and I was a photographer so I almost lost the sight in one eye this was all in one year yeah that was all in the first year um and then the and I've also moved to a new country where I don't know anyone I don't have a network and I did 60 flights that year because I was booked to shoot all over Europe as a photographer so I was literally every single week constantly on planes and my partner was also working in other countries so we would sort of cross over like a night a week in a Ibiza and then he'd get on a plane I'd get on a plane um that that autumn after everything my body kind of sort of reached a point of collapse and I manifest a lot of allergies. Um, We were due to get married. We went and got married anyway, a few months later. Um, And then my husband walked out shortly after we got married. So it was literally like every area of my life got hit, like boom, boom, boom. And my dog died when I was initially in Australia at a business conference. And it was just literally like one, one, every time I'd start to get back up, be like something else would knock me down. So my money suffered, my business suffered. Um, It was really almost like a closing off of, you know, almost every area of my life. Like the universe was like, no, no, closing the doors like all across. That's just. Um,
0: It was very, very, very tough. And so what happened? You said you you started to dive into personal development. What were some of the things that then started to pull you out and now bring you to what you're doing now?
1: Yeah, well, the first thing I did was actually sign up with a coach who was in Australia. So that started helping me get my business back on track, my photography business. We rebranded. We put my rates up. I started falling back in love with it. I started booking clients again. You know, the upswing began. And at the end of it, she said, well, I'm, I'm going back to university. She was super young. She said, I'm going back to university. I'm not, I'm not going to renew any of my clients. But here's my mentor. You might want to study with her. Now, I took that program. It ended up being a coaching certification. So I ended up qualifying as a coach, which was not part of the plan. I was kicking and screaming. But during that whole journey, um, it opened up a lot for me. And it opened up this idea of money mindset. And I started realizing, wow, I can totally change what my money situation is. I can totally change how I feel about money, what I think about money. And I get in control of my income. And that was just revelatory to me, to be honest. I, was just, I just thought it was something that happened to you. I just thought I, I was told you'll never have enough money. I was told money doesn't grow on trees. You'll always struggle. Um, I came from, like, father grew up in the war um, I just came from some really strong money programming. And so I just thought that was fact.
0: Yes. Yeah. Money. Money's
1: tough. Money's hard. It's difficult. It'll always be this burden. It'll hang over you. You'll never have enough. You'll always struggle. I thought these were just facts. Yeah. And
0: it's interesting where you said it's, you know, you've come from parents that they're, and this is for all of us, there's a certain way that they think that you should work and you should have a degree and you need to go to university and you, you need to have, you know, whatever certification behind you. You need to be a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. Um, And there was something else that you said later on, which was just about the, the energy around money. I can't remember what it was, but there's all this programming that brings us to this certain point. And if you think about women in business, you know, the first time you do a startup, if you've got this stuff going on, you would see it time and time again now doing what you do, which is, how do we reprogram these limiting beliefs that have been created for years to make the business successful? Because otherwise it's just going to, we know it's energy. We know it's, it's you know, it's either going to bring it with you or you're going to, you know, cut it off. So let's share about some of the work that you do. What do you see is one of the main money blocks in female entrepreneurs. What do you sort of see is the main thing that happens or goes on?
1: Um, so the first thing I'll say is that it was when I started my own business that all of my money programming kicked in. All of my money blocks came up. I was so going to so ask you that. that <laughs>
0: I was going right. to ask you. I've got a question here, which was when you started your business, Did you have to then go back to coach yourself? Because it was like showing you what you needed to do
1: for everybody else, right? Yeah. Well, the thing is when you're employed in a job, you're not really thinking about money. It just arrives at the end of the month. You do a good job. It arrives at the end of the month. You're not in control of how much you earn. Once a year, they'll give you a little rise. And if you're lucky, you'll get a bonus. Yeah, And like, so you just don't really have to think about it. The tax is all deducted. It's just something that happens. But when you start your own business, suddenly, like there's no guarantees of income. There is, you've got to set your pricing. How do you set your pricing? You need to raise your rates. You've got to pay. This all It all came up. It was like a tidal wave you can't hide from your money programming (laughs) it's like came up like this wave um but i would say to summarize it falls into two main categories um the areas to work on so the first pattern is um i am enough so we're working with beliefs around self-worth am i enough to charge for this am i enough to charge more for this am i enough to like Make money without working really hard? Am I enough to have it all in all areas of life? To have the family, the great relationship, the great business, clients I love? A lot of patterns around sacrifice and suffering come up there, or I can't have it all. And then the other part of it um, that I've really seen is this belief there is enough. So we've got I am enough, which is all about me, and there is enough. And that's the beliefs around in the world is there enough to go around? Ah, is yes. There enough? <laughs> Mm. is there enough people willing to pay for it is there enough people that want what I do are there too many people in my market so it's this like global scarcity belief is there enough money in the world are there enough clients so it's kind of I've noticed if I was to summarize it falls into you know I am enough and there's enough those are the two core patterns and part of their in is enough is actually believing that you're supported by a benevolent force either god the universe spirit source that there actually wants you to expand and succeed and that will always bring in the resources for you to do that and getting to that place of belief and of co-creation is really quite a journey and i believe that's also part of the entrepreneurial path believing and knowing that you're supported in when you go out into the world to share your gifts so what do you think someone could do today something
0: that is just one thing to be able just to start to release that limiting belief start to release the programming or the energy shift what could you say there is because i know obviously you go deep 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 with with you know your clients but what's something you could give the little golden nugget now
1: Yeah, so there's probably like 12 to 15 money blocks that come up a lot with women, depending on their programming, where they're at, what stage they're at in business. Um, One simple hack that's super important to do. um, In fact, let's give you two. So one is something I know that you will be doing 100% already, um, appreciation and gratitude because you're pivoting the focus, because especially at the moment, it's so tough right now because everywhere is telling us there's not enough. So it's happening globally right now, this, this huge kind of wave of fear, of scarcity. Of uncertainty, and I think um, it's not even about our individual professions or our individual journeys. There's a global energy going on now where people are contracting. They're scared. The media is full of news of businesses closing, um, businesses struggling. You know, economies down. There's so much negative programming around. We've really got to work hard to reverse the flow even if we're normally a positive person or even if our business is doing well, it's easy to be sucked in by all this messaging and also by the fears of the people around us or the people we come into contact with. Um, So really switching the flow every day. For me, that looks like um, at the end of every day, I make myself write down in my journal because I love writing because you see it and you process it differently. I write down 10 things I'm grateful for because the reason I do 10 is because it pushes me because anyone can find three. But you get to that seven and you're like, oh, what are the next three? And you're like really having to dig deep. Yeah, dig. I love so, that. And it pivots me. By the end of the ten, I'm like, damn, that was a good day. Yes, yeah. Whereas before I'd be like, oh, that was a rubbish day. You didn't achieve this. You didn't achieve this. There's those inner dialogues. Well, you should have reached out to that person. You didn't get all of that done. Or, you know, there's these inner dialogues. So it pivots it. Uh, you know what I love what
0: you've just said, Polly, is there is so much negative noise around us at the moment that could be helping us create a brand new negative uh, limiting belief right a new story because the story does not have to be true in a lot of industries right because we my husband and i we work with businesses all around the world obviously australia's our biggest clients and even the clients where we work with a lot of health clubs yoga studios Pilates studios and even though they were in dire straits and had to close doors It was absolutely beautiful how many of them switched off from media, switched off from the noise and just kept doing what they could do. They sat there, they worked out, how can I pivot? What can I do differently? How can I now serve online? And the difference of what you're saying there is it's nearly a reminder of even where we've come from with our parents and our ancestors, do you know what I mean? But now it's through media. So I, I really love that you said that because it's a matter of, you know, how do we switch the focus? That's, you know, where focus is, that's where the energy goes. So what are some, well, you said there was another tip. What was another tip that you've got there? Because I love that. I love the first one.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I just touching on what you've just shared, I think it is at the moment, it's about cutting back on some things so sort of putting boundaries around us about what we let in. And then it's also bringing in more of other stuff. It's like you've got to pour in more than ever right now. This is like the ultimate test. That's how I see it. Yeah, I'm pour like, the okay, high five, universe. Like you're really challenging me now to keep my mindset, <laughs> my vibration high. Yeah, I take I the challenge. It. So I'm yeah. stepping up. I'm stepping up this year for sure. Um, second thing I would say that you can do yourself is something that people don't realize is that like past rejections and resentments, and failures, they really block your energy. And so, these can, you can be doing all the right things, but when you've got this kind of energy blockage of things you feel ashamed of, or like resentments you've still got to people, especially childhood and family stuff, parent stuff, that blocks money coming in so forgiveness is super important there's many different ways of doing that um, but one of the exercises i do in my money program is get people to write 50 or 100 ways of people they need to forgive or situations they want to let go of um or you know 50 or 100 resentments and it's um, you think you wouldn't have that many it is yeah. amazing i do this every time I teach this program and we've just finished our sixth round And I do it myself and I'm like, wow, I'm still carrying (laughs) so much. It's like layers. you clear out the obvious ones. And I'm like, damn, I'm still annoyed at that person in the supermarket three months ago for jumping in front of me. That is, I've never heard that before,
0: but I get it. I do get it. You're just, you teach yourself to really dig deep
1: because you just don't know what's there. Yeah, and it's amazing. And this is like, it's like taking up real estate in your energy. Um, So it's taking energy that could be attractive that could be giving that could be in flow with the world and it's caught up in these unconscious like little battles and you know resentments it's heavy energy and we want to be raising our frequency so the more we can let go of the guilt the shame the fear the doubt the self-criticism um, the more we energy will rise
0: without having to try so hard can you say that line again? That was just beautiful and we've just cut out again. So
1: when we're holding resentments to other people and resentments towards ourselves and we're holding shame and guilt and doubt and fear and criticism and hatred, these these are heavy energies and they literally block us from manifesting, from attracting, from growing, from expanding. And so the more that we can let go of these heavier energies, the more we're naturally going to rise up without having to push and try, you know, and work really hard at and everything when we release these heavy lower energies our vibration will rise naturally. It'll just naturally rise up. So with
0: this writing exercise, because I love it, and I haven't heard this one before about writing the resentment, like a hundred things, what are they, are they writing to acknowledge it or to forgive it? Or what's the actual process in that? Without giving too much away of your
1: work, yeah. but just just so we've got that concept around it. Yeah, absolutely. And what I will say, let's, let's hone this into money. I recommend that you do this specifically for money. So for example, let's talk about money. So it could be resentments, things you missed out on because you didn't have enough money. Mm. I just thought of one and I didn't
0: even know it was still there. Boom. Oh, my gosh. I remember my ex-boyfriend taught me into selling my car to buy a car that I hate. (laughs) And then when we broke up and I was so stupid, I didn't put my name on the ownership of the car and we put more of my money in. And that just came up then. And I thought I was over
1: it. So there,
0: it's working already, Polly.
1: (laughs) Wow. Um, So yeah, you're spot on. So it's digging around. Past relationships are a great place to look. I found a lot of resentments with my ex because I did something similar. I put more money into the properties. I put all my savings in. I kind of bankrolled everything. And then when we broke up, Was complicated and there was a lot of resentment on both sides. So I've had to clear layers of that. Mm, Um, It can be, I remember being bought, I wanted a Cindy doll as a child, really wanted a Cindy. And I didn't get a Cindy. I got a Pippa, which was a cheaper version of a Cindy. And to this day, I still feel like I'm not worthy of the Cindy at times. I spot that coming up. Hey, it's okay. You just have a Pippa. You know, that's enough for you.
0: Oh, that's funny. That reminds me of the Cabbage Patch Kids. Remember the Cabbage Patch dolls? And um, I think I didn't get the real Cabbage Patch doll. Maybe I've got some issues around that too. (laughs) Oh, this is great. I absolutely love it. So we've got these women here. We've got women that are in um, the startup phase and we've got women that are in the growth phase. We get like a a different um, calling of women that listen to the show. Let's just say if they're a coach or... um, a solopreneur, for them to even think about getting a six-figure year, to then be able to have a belief around a six-figure month. And then we've got other businesses that maybe, you know, for them still, as you know, to get a six-figure month is, you know, if we do say, what, 84000 right? I remember for my husband and I, we have Convert Club. And for us, the goal is to 84000 because we knew as soon as we got that, that's the million dollar business straight away. We got this. So it was like, that was the tracking. So, then when we did 120, for me, I remember saying to myself, oh, my gosh, we're going to try and do this again. So I felt like there was a fear. Now we got it. It was like, how are we going to do it again the next month? And then we got it in the next two months. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, well, why don't we go for 170? But to hear these words even come out of my mouth was there was actually there was a fear at the start when we got there. But then when I proved that we could do it, there was like a realisation like, holy shit, like what is this, What, what is the capability of this, of this product being in startup and being able to hit it so quickly? So can you share with us about limiting beliefs on how to shift what our concept is that we think we can make? To what we really can make and have like a six-figure month or a six-figure year, or whatever it is that we're tracking for, how do we help shift that to be able to get really break the ceiling, go pass, surpass it?
1: So I talked about self-worth. So one thing that I want to share, which is really important, is that we actually need to increase our self-worth, but we also need to detach our self-worth from how much we make. So that we don't make, you know, we don't value, oh, I had a 10K k month. I feel great about myself. Oh, I had a 2K k month. I'm worthless. We, we break that association. I've got chills right now because this is such an important conversation
0: because what changed? I would probably say I'm going to go back maybe, maybe eight years ago. Suddenly what came out was numbers. Everything was about for coaches to do a six-figure business. Everything then was about a seven-figure business. And I actually remember, and thank you for this, because it's a really important uh, message. I remember having the Herpreneur event. This was years and years ago. I can't remember how long ago it was, but this was around this time when there was these incredible women in the room that had such, they had the goods, but they didn't have the number. They didn't have, they had a false metric of what they could make. So for me it was like trying to teach them how do you do funnels? How do you do, like how do we get that money going? But I actually love what you're saying because it's not the representation of who you are. And if and this is this this actually goes bigger than the message about money. This is about what we're programmed right now about false metrics with followers, with likes and loves and views on your videos. And do you know what I mean? Like there's all these false metrics that are now starting to create and not starting, it's been happening for a while now that are changing what we are measuring our self-worth against. So can we dive deeper into this? Because I'm just so glad that you've touched on this. This is really important.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. As you were sharing then, it made me think about what I coach my clients when They have a failure in business. When they launch something, it doesn't work, or when they're so sure a client's gonna sign and then they do a U-turn and don't sign. And I say, you know, it's not that you are a failure, that failed. And you detach. Okay, so that failed, and there's a learning, and don't make it mean I am a failure. So you don't make your failure mean you are a failure. Um in terms of self-worth, I think when um I had my first six-figure month. I wasn't really thinking about me so much as how could I serve. The focus really switched to those other people, and I just trusted that somehow the money would come in and somehow i would be supported, and I wasn't quite sure how would I service this and what would it look like, but I just trusted. So it was that leap of faith. Mm -hmm. Um, It was also like um, I'm just going to trust that if I need more team, I need more support. I can get it. It's available to me. I'm going to trust this is going to work. Because whenever you're stepping into something unknown, which you generally are continuously along the entrepreneurial journey, you've never done it before. You don't know how it's going to work. Yes, you're not sure if you'll have the time and the energy, but you trust. You have to trust that you'll be able to hire the right people, that you'll figure it out, that you'll be able to hire the right support. And so there's this kind of trust that happens. And for me, a lot of that comes through my relationship with the creator and trusting that if I'm supposed to be doing this work, I'll be sent the people, I'll be sent the resources, I'll be sent the support I need to be able to do this. So I think there's a real like leap of faith and a trust and a surrender that happens. It's around that balance between intention and surrender. So on the one hand, you're logical, you set up your systems, you know, you get clear on the ways money can come in. And then the other way you detach and you surrender and you like let go and you're like, I'm going to show- up going to help but I'm not going to be too attached to the end result what do you
0: think if there's someone listening now they go look I don't know if I've got money blocks or not what can they do or how will they know if they've got the blocks how do they know
1: yeah so firstly if you don't have the money to do everything you desire to do you've got money blocks because we're supposed to have all the money to fulfill all our experiences and desires so like i even to fulfill all my experiences right now so i know i've got money blocks because i'm like there needs to be a bigger flow coming in for me to like do everything i want to do in the world you know hire my team there's that like passion projects i want to launch there's things i want places i want to visit so i know there's a greater flow available to me um so that be if you don't have the money you want the second is if you're in any kind of fear or avoidance around money so if you if you prefer not think about it or talk about it you notice that when you meet with a client you avoid saying the pricing and i see this a lot when i book suppliers uh, yes avoid and i'm like just just tell me how much it is i'm ready to book just and then you'll notice they're skirting around and then they'll maybe offer a discount immediately um so yeah any kind of resistance talking um any fear around business visible because money needs to see you if money can't find you or see you It's not going to flow in. Um, If you're feeling like you're reliant on others for your security, so a partner, a job, uh, parents, family, feeling like, you know, oh, gosh, I wouldn't be okay. I couldn't support myself. And I believe that every woman within them has the power to support themselves financially when they are currently or not. They have the power within them. So if there's any kind of thoughts coming up like, oh, gosh, I couldn't do it, or I should just keep it small, um, guilt, guilt, spending money on yourself. Mm. There's
0: one that you were saying before as well about when they present prices. So my husband and I, we've got the Sales Institute. And with that, we do get a lot of people with the fear of selling. And mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, the biggest challenge is teach them to ask for the money. And the second thing is charging what the value, true value of what their product and service gives, what it offers. So most of the time we work with people, we get them to put their prices up pretty quickly. It's like ripping the Band-Aid off. It's like helping them go in there. And as soon as they get that first sale, the difference in their confidence is just huge. And they probably they normally go, why not do it earlier, right? But I love that you're right. saying like that's actually showing there's the money block there right? It's been great talking to you today. It's just um, been really eye-opening and just a, a great reminder for me as well. Um, thank you so much. Where's the best way for us to learn more about you? Is it on
1: Instagram or Facebook? Where do you hang out most? Yeah, so I'm Instagram, Polly underscore Alexander, that's that's my favourite place to hang out. Um, once a photographer, always a photographer. I love. (laughs) And you've got a free gift as
0: well for everybody to go to, which is a um, a meditation. Is that correct?
1: Do you want to tell us about that? So when I do, I do special meditations as a part of my work, and they they're pretty unique because they actually contain energy work to shift limiting beliefs, so they can actually shift people. Um, that whilst they listen to the meditation they're super powerful and um, I've got a manifest more money meditation which I think is like 11 or 12 minutes a day um, which starts to release some of these limiting beliefs in because it takes you to a theta state which is where the subconscious beliefs are stored helps you shift there and then and then move into that new more abundant mindset So super, super powerful. Um, I've also got a success meditation, which I'll give you the link for as well. Again, works on beliefs that limit success. So we go into some of the programs and I've had people, well, one person wrote to me and said they had their first 10K month after listening to that. And they know without a doubt that that was the extra piece. That's all they're doing clear
0: you got to be taking the business yeah they're taking action but it just helped clear whatever that bit of energy was that was blocking yeah polly i love to finish the interview with this question what is the one thing that you do on a very regular basis daily to at least weekly that makes you the happiest version of you makes you the best happy polly that you know what would it be
1: Yes, there's many things I could share, but let's keep it on the topic of energy. Every single morning, um, I clean my energy field because we pick up stuff from other people, especially when we're sensitive, we're women, we're empaths, we're connected emotionally to others. So I just literally imagine and I just ask, and anyone can do this. I just ask, you know, please release any negative energy, any energy that's not mine. Please cleanse my energy field, uh, release any scarcity, fear, or doubt. And I imagine like a white shower coming down over me and cleansing me. You can do it for other people in your household, and I do it for my house and my workspace as well. So I just literally cleanse that energy, and it's like a reset every morning. It takes like a minute or two. Ah, oh, beautiful. What a way to
0: finish the show. It's just, a, I'm going to do that now. Love it. Thank you so much for your time, your grace, your energy, your genius. And um, we can't wait to, to see what else happens and to actually get onto your podcast feminine millionaire. so good luck with that we'll be following you
1: thank you and thank you so much for inviting me on for such a powerful and interesting conversation love love loved it and i look forward to having you on my show in the
0: future yeah. yay i can't wait thanks so much polly you're welcome take care bye for now You're listening to The Herpreneur Show. I hope you received the inspirational idea, thought, or message that you're meant to hear today. If you love the show, it means a bunch to me. Sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know. I'm out.